재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 And continuing uh, International News Digest, we turn now to the Philippines. Uh, this past Wednesday, President Rodrigo Duterte announced that the military exercises between the Philippines and the United States, something that's been ongoing for years, scheduled for this October, will be the final one. Under his administration, President Duterte made uh, this uh, announcement during an official visit to Vietnam, and it signals a shift away from an alliance that actually is one of the oldest in Asia. To uh, discuss this in more detail, maybe get some of the analysis and ramifications of Duterte's decision. Very pleased to have joining us from the University of Nottingham, U.S. Foreign Policy uh, Professor Paul Magar. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us, uh, Professor. Uh, we know that, uh, I mean, the term often gets uh, thrown around too uh, loosely, but uh, maverick or <laughs> eccentric or what have you, uh, definitely a different kind of Philippine, Filipino president. Um, Rodrigo Duterte, um, his uh, calculations or motivations behind ending these exercises, what would you say they are? I think they're a combination of quite complex motivations, um, partly strategic, partly political, and partly economic. I think Duterte's rhetoric, um, to put this in context during the presidential campaign, was very much about positioning himself as a different candidate to the Aquino uh, administration that preceded him, and particularly on foreign policy that related to reclaiming Filipino sovereignty. It's quite a populist message about trying to reassert uh, Filipino independence in terms of his foreign policy. And so I think this was pretty encapsulated in his unease over the U.S. influence in the Philippines and the nature of the economic power wielded by the United States. We had lots of lots of references to U.S. imperialism by Duterte during the campaign, um, asking for apologies from the United States for atrocities committed at the beginning of the 20th century in the Filipino-American War. I think there's also a fear, genuine fear on his part, that U.S.-China tension over the South China Sea territorial issues and Spratt the Island issues, the Paracels, and, of course, Scarborough Shoals. I could see the Philippines embroiled um, in a military conflict with China, which would have disastrous consequences on the island. So I think Duterte, in part, is responding to Chinese objections um, and an ease over U.S.-Filipino military exercises that have been taking place over the last few years, and trying to sort of break away or appease the Chinese by following a less... Um, militaristic approach to the dispute over the South China Sea Islands that the Aquino administration follows in trying to reach out to China with more accommodationist policies. It's notable that in July this year, the Hague Court of Arbitration ruled in the Philippines' favour uh, in terms of the South China Sea Islands dispute. I think Duterte is trying to use that as leverage to engage in bilateral talks with the Chinese uh, to reduce the potential that also, I think there's a domestic angle. I mean, Duterte, to a certain extent, is laying the groundwork for trying to uh, extricate American uh, special forces from the southern Philippines. He thinks that the, uh, there's a battle against the Abu Sayyaf with the militants is counterproductive. And again, Duterte is trying to do a less militaristic approach there and a more accommodationist approach um, sort of fueled by negotiations with those people. So lots of Lots of different reasons, I think, why Duterte is following this policy. But I think we have to clarify it as well. Recently, um, the Filipino Defense Secretary, Delphine Lorizano, and also Secretary SA, the Foreign Secretary, have tried to clarify exactly what Duterte meant by ending uh, military exercises in the United States. Some people said this is about joint sea patrols 
uh, at the 12 mile nautical limit. Other people have suggested that this will still be uh, still allow for joint military exercises inside the Philippines. There is some ambiguity exactly at what Duterte is driving at with, with his announcement. Yeah, it's certainly, as you rightly pointed out, a very complex mix of various factors here as to how he came to this decision. We're getting a little bit of a difficulty with the connection, but we'll try to soldier through as okay. best as we can. In terms of the U.S. and their national security interests, and here in South Korea, obviously, we feel there are some parallels with this longstanding, not just military, but diplomatic alliance. But how how important is it right now, this uh, alliance between the United States and the Philippines? And I suppose, um, is it important that this alliance continues in the same shape and form that it has been for the past few decades? I think the alliance is incredibly important for both sides. I think the Philippines and the United States both have a very large stake in a mutual beneficial security alliance, but also an economic alliance uh, to some extent as well. I think the shape of that alliance may shift in tone, but I think fundamentally uh, the core principles of that alliance remain in place. I mean, strategically, the Philippines is a, a very important base from which the United States projects its power uh, into the Asian, wider Asian region, and it's still concerned very much about um, Chinese, Russian and North Korean expansionist um, expansionist rhetoric and intentions within the region. So I think one of the principal rationales for Obama's pivot to Asia in 2011 was to contain threats uh, to United States national security um, emanating from, from the region. And the Philippines was a central plank in that strategic uh, approach by Obama, I think. And the Philippines is situated on crucial sea trade routes, the United States, particularly um, oil routes into North America, strategically incredibly important stepping thing, I think, of American power and uh, containment of China, particularly in the Asian region. That won't change. It's not going to change in the near term. So I think incredibly important from that perspective. Also economically, from the Philippines' point of view, the United States is still its biggest foreign investor, one of its biggest export partners. So there's a strong incentive from both sides. And of course, the United States is still you know, the principal guarantor of Filipino national security. I don't think that's going to change in the near term either. We have a sense in which economically and strategically, both sides have a very strong rationale for maintaining constructive security relations. That's unlikely to shift in the immediate term. And this also brings about another parallel, I suppose, to uh, how South Koreans here also view this security alliance with the United States, and that is the big looming presence of China. You mentioned the South China Sea and the Spratly Islands. Um, China has, of course, uh, ambitions in this region. Uh, They do know that uh, the United States would like to curb those ambitions. Do they, in your view, see what's going on with Duterte and this recent decision? And and I suppose the overall tone of um, how he's been uh, conducting foreign policy as an opportunity, perhaps? I think the Chinese undoubtedly would like to see uh, friction and a wedge driven between the United States and the Philippines. It would suit Chinese interests, I think. China's concerned about the intervention of the United States, both militarily and politically, in regional disputes. So China has long uh, pursued a policy of trying to engage with uh, powers major on a bilateral basis. And that's why the Chinese have welcomed Duterte's 
And so this initiative to reach out and discuss uh, the South China Sea crisis on a bilateral basis, that suits Chinese interests, I think. And so I think the Chinese would welcome and seek to exploit any avenue where powers within the region wanted to step outside of the American security umbrella perhaps and, and negotiate the Chinese on a on a, on a bilateral basis. That does, however, create some sort of, um, issues for the Philippines. I think the Philippines and Duterte administration will, will be wary about taking that stance too far. It's it's been too simplistic a uh, I suppose comparison uh, where they've been trying to uh, paint uh, Duterte as sort of the uh, Filipino Trump, and obviously there are some major differences. Uh, Duterte is a real uh, politician. Uh, presidents change, administrations change, uh, perspectives on leadership change. Do you think those dynamics will be altered uh, significantly, uh, let's say, after the U.S. elections, if one result happens over the other, and I I suppose going forward in the Philippines, if uh, the governments change hands? No, I think that's absolutely right. It's a very good point. I think the U.S. elections will have some impact on the relationship between the United States and the Philippines. And there have, as you rightly say, been comparisons drawn between Donald Trump and Duterte. Duterte himself has rejected those comparisons. He called Trump a bigot, for example, and said, I'm not the bigot. I think, as you say, Duterte had very experienced politician and very long-standing, so very different from Donald Trump, and pursuing essentially a sort of you know, a socialist, reformist, domestic right. agenda, which doesn't fit very well with Donald Trump at all. So they're very different in terms of their politics. I think what may happen is the Trump administration may, if it, if it does come to pass and Donald Trump is elected president of the United States, he may have less of a focus on some of the issues that have been getting tension and friction mm. in the U.S. Philippines. I'm thinking here of human rights, Duterte's war on drugs, uh, criticism that Duterte has received from the United Nations, Amnesty International, other human rights groups, that will probably be less of a priority for the Trump administration than it would be for an administration instead of Clinton, for example. Right. So on the margins, that may be an effect on the tone of relations between the two countries, but fundamentally, the strategic rationale will remain the same, I think. So I don't think okay. it's going to have a huge impact. All right, uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, Professor Magar, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. You're, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me.